Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Hi, guys. It's Trevor Tulliba here, and you're listening to the Blue Day Podcast. Oh, that sounded promising. <laughs> let's, see, let's see how it goes. Welcome yeah. back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Yes, folks, this is the Blue Day podcast. And for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a blue day. I am your host, Keith Lawrence. And joining me again this week is the current captain of the Chelsea amputee team, Mark Smith. Mark, welcome back to the show. We had some audio and God knows what else problems we've had with technology today. Probably sums up Chelsea's season, but welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, thank you, mate. Yeah, thank you for having me back on. So, uh, yeah, hope, hopefully the, the technology is better than our season. Well, we're going to go through a little bit in terms of what's happened recently in regards to Chelsea and in regards to the shit show that's been going on with Todd and his band of Merry Misfits. Um, as of recording, we are in in a really bad position at the moment. We've had six defeats on the trot under Frank Lampard. We've obviously got a few more games coming up between now and the end of the season. We've got Bournemouth on Saturday. By the time you hear this, it will probably be another defeat. Um, And then we've got the likes of Man City, Man United, Newcastle United as well. So not the greatest run of fixtures between now and the end of the season. Uh, Mark, just to sort of go through... Your thoughts on what's happening with current day Chelsea and Frank, as we said, you know, before we started recording, seemed to be a little bit of a nice appointment. You know, hopefully it was going to be a one that fans would be a little bit upbeat about and having a legend's return to the club. Oh, how how it's changed! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think like like we sort of spoke about before we started recording, it's just, I I was sort of quietly hoping, obviously after Lampard's first in, when he used that as an opportunity during the transfer ban to bring in some Cobham lads, um, you know, the youngsters, the likes of sort of Tammy Abraham, Mount James, like, I think after the Real Madrid game where the season's sort of done and it would have, it would have softened it all, I think, if Lampard had done that for the remainder of this season. You know, if we've got some good young players. Like, give them, give them the rest of this season to to gain some experience, some minutes. You know, you know, like you, you see it with Gallagher. Like, the passion is there for the shirt, and I think we would, we would take that. 
if between now and the end of the season, you know, we don't pick up many points, but you've got four or five new lads that have come through the academy, like your Lewis Halls, and you'll at least see every time Halls pulled a shirt on, he, you can see he's, he's running through brick walls for the team. And Gallagher, when he comes on, like likewise, there's just, it means something to him. Whereas, obviously, you know, my sort of feelings on certain players in the squad. Oh, we're going to go through that. Don't worry about that. Where it means nothing and you can see it means nothing. There's no fight. There's no pride in the shirt. There's no hunger to sort of turn it around. And that's how, that's what their body language looks like. And I I would much rather Lampard had gone, you know what, I'm going to give these young lads a chance between now and the end of the season. And then whoever comes in, maybe one of them is a little sort of, a little sort of diamond in the rough and you can go, right, we found ourselves another Mount, another James. Um, but sticking with this same lot is painful. Well, just to top what you were saying, Frank did that when he first came into the job. Yeah. In, you know, the first time round, he didn't play Olivier Giroud. He played Tammy. And Tammy yeah. became a striker that people would go, he's pretty decent. You know, he's he can lead the line for Chelsea. And players like Giroud and William were on the bench, not picking up games. And people were thinking, well, why is this? Well, then when you look at who's came in as to replace them, James, Mount, Gallagher later on, but Tammy Tomori. as well. Yeah. Tamore as well uh, at a time where people were questioning why. But yeah. I'm surprised Frank hasn't done that since because you look at, as you said, and we'll go through the names. I was stunned that he played a front three of Aubameyang and Sterling together. I was stunned. I get why to a little bit because Aubameyang, when he came on against Brentford, changed the game a little bit, didn't change the result, but he changed a little bit of the performance. There was a, there was a, a focal point. Yeah. The problem with that is you're relying on a striker that is disinterested and has been since his mate Tuchel got the sack. And the last manager didn't want him anywhere near the squad. He's now been asked to come back by another interim. His head's not going to be in the game. His head is completely away from this football club. Why start him? Yeah. Why even start him? And we have got a striker on the books in Fafana where, yep. you know, he, he came on briefly against Fulham and I was there. He had a, a great chance. He went past his goalkeeper, but he, he dilly-dallied too long and a recovering defender got there. He hasn't had a chance at all. And the lad from Aston Villa, forgive me, I still can't get his bloody surname right. Oh, Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Say that again. Chuck Wamika. That's the one. Yeah. Um, him too. Yeah. We brought him for twenty million pounds. He's not had a sniff. I like the lad. He's come yeah. on. He gives that energy. He gives that sort of. You know what? Yeah. He's told me to do this, but I'm going to do this. But it's what the fans want to see. A little bit of guts. A little bit of oomph. Gallagher. He's on the bench again. For Christ's sake. Give him a pissing run in the side. You're playing Kovacic, who we've discussed. He looks like he he wants to go. Yeah. 
a Kovacic two years ago does not lose the ball as much as he loses the ball with us now. Yeah. Enzo, I'm still waiting to see why we spent so much money on him. And is he the guy that's won the World Cup or was he just part of the team that won the World Cup? And you're relying on Kante, who's been injured for two years, going further forward. Now, I know yep. Frank did it the first time round. He played Kante further forward and everyone was like, hang on, play him in his bloody position. So Kante must be thinking, why am I playing as a 10? Yeah. Why? why am I in the position where I am a 10? Um, so you've got the issue with that midfield. The, you know, the midfield three of Enzo, Kovacic and Kante does not work. Aspilicueta, for me, he's a Chelsea legend. I will not listen to anybody speak bad of the man. He has been an absolute fantastic servant. I would say he's probably one of the last old guard of the old yeah. Chelsea that were serial winners. He's the last of them in our current team. He's playing at right back. His legs have gone. His legs have been gone yeah. for a while. I get James is injured or slash being protected, which is why he's ruled out till the end of the season. He's not, he can't play right back anymore. No. He cannot play right back anymore. And you've got Chilwell, who I feel sorry for. He's come into the side. He's been injured again, but he's come into the side. And he must be looking, and again, I've seen him in games where he's looking down the line. He's got the ball. He wants to feed it down the line as a proper left wing back and then drive forward for the overlap. No one's giving him the opportunity to. Yeah. You've got Felix that wants to play either as a 10 or as a striker playing left side. You've got Sterling, who we'll talk about in a minute. And the whole team... And that's the problem with, with, with using that word. There's been no team this season. It's just no. been a group of individuals. Some have been playing for themselves. Some of them are playing for moves away because they know they can get more money or, or a better pay deal. And it's just been a complete and utter mess. I don't blame Todd purely, although we will talk about what he's mentioned in, in uh, previously. It's the whole cluster. It's the management the players, the old management, the old, old management, and the boardroom. The whole lot is just screwed in terms yeah. of nobody has made a right decision. I mean, even we'll talk about it when it comes to match day experience. Even the DJ at Stanford Bridge is pissing me off with his music selections. He's driving me nuts in terms of the pre-match atmosphere. The whole thing this season has been a complete and utter clusterfuck. Your yeah. thoughts. <laughs> they echo yours, mate. Top it's, that. Yeah. It's um it's, it's, it is like I think Neville Neville said it the other night on Sky and, and Carragher. It's a mess. It's it's such a big job now to take on. Um you know, when you look at I wouldn't have you know if you've got players that that don't want to be there, don't keep picking them. Like you're you're not going to suddenly get an eight or a nine out of ten performance out of them because they don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, 
you know, like you said, give that trophy Fana. Like the times that he's cut, yes, he's not going to be Didier Drogba next weekend, but he's going to give you everything. He's going to want to make a name for himself. He's he's going to want to prove himself. He's going to want to keep his spot. So there, you've you've got one player there that that wants to be there. Um, Maduiki, I liked. Oh God, I liked yes. his efforts and and when he speaks, he. He wants to be a Chelsea player, like he wants to give everything. He's 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 trying, he's working, and mm. give him give him a run. Like he he's he's giving everything to to earn a regular shirt. Um, him no, and Mudrick out wide. Yeah, I'm not saying they are going to be, but there's potential for them to be as effective for this club as Duff and Robin were. Yeah, nearly twenty years ago. They're young, they're diamonds in the rough, they just need to be nurtured. Their confidence is shot, but they need to be nurtured. Yeah. And we've got a centre forward, if we can get one, well, we have one on the books, we'll maybe even mention him later, that would love to work with those players. I know we've got Nkuku as well coming from Leipzig, because having them free as a front free doesn't give me a lot of confidence because they're too lightweight and I think they're too the same. Yeah. Mudrick and Maduki out wide. It's a it's a striker's dream. Now we need to buy a striker, but it's a striker's dream. Yeah, we're playing Pulisic. We're playing Ziyech on the other night. Like I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. Yeah, and Frank's selections. Listen, and I do actually want to make this point, and this this will go out on YouTube eventually. This will go out on all podcast providers. I will not listen to any idiots, Herberts, cretins, whatever you want to call them nicely, that slag off Frank Lampard and say this is all his fault. This is not Frank Lampard's oh, no. fault. Yeah. He was brought in. He ain't going to say no to the, to the Chelsea job. Someone like him and John Terry or even Didier Drogba was not going to say no to this particular opportunity. He wanted to get himself in the shop window to find a job for next season. Now, that may have changed after the recent results, but he's come in. What, Apart from results, which is what we all want, what do you expect him to achieve? He's dealt with a team that his confidence is shot to bits. We've seen it for months. This isn't just yeah. a week's thing. This is months, nearly a year. The confidence of the club as the players has gone from even the late of last year when we were getting spanked by Brentford at home, spanked by Arsenal. Wolves came back from 2-0 down with 10 minutes to go to get 2-2. We, we underperform in the League Cup and the FA Cup final. We treat players badly with, by taking them off for penalties or not playing them when, they're in, when they've done well last couple of games. The whole thing has been a culmination of the last 12 months and this is where we are at now yeah i don't blame frank and anybody that wants to say this is frank's fault frank's a crap manager frank's not good enough for chelsea yeah okay frank needs to learn a little bit you know frank's not the best manager that's granted fine player one of the best that we've ever had manager wise yeah he needs to learn he's young enough to learn and change his approach and garner that experience and use it going forward but I ain't having him getting slagged off by so-called Chelsea fans that have only joined the ride over the last five six years 
are only trying to get views on Twitter and trying to get views on TikTok or Paddywhack or whatever it's bloody called. I will not have it. It's just ridiculous the way the fan base has been, the alleged fan base has been treated, Frank. Not yeah. On. It's not on. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he the responsibility starts with him with squad selections. Um, Brentford starting with Gallagher and Sterling as a front two. Like, I mean that. Uh, yeah, granted, his his selections <laughs> have been very questionable. I, I will yeah. I will give you that. His questions selections have been. You again, you're looking to yourself, and again, I was there for Brighton. Was one of the worst performances I've ever seen my club play in the last twenty five years. Going yeah. and whatnot, we were hopeless. But we don't play a striker. Yeah, we we don't play with enough forwards. And Frank. He's obviously, he's obviously looking at maybe trying to protect what he's got. But again, what we've got isn't good enough. So change the bloody thing. Yeah. Change it. The players I, are I, shot to bits. Kai Havertz is not the Kai Havertz from two years ago. There's a lot of players are not like they were from two years ago. Change the bloody thing. Yeah. Yeah, take take them out the firing line for a couple of weeks. We We spoke about it before... Real Madrid, like, take Havertz out the sort of firing line for a couple of weeks, let him rest and yeah. mentally. And and I think, yeah, if if we went and lost to Bournemouth and Forest, obviously it's it's horrendous. But if in those two it games... It would not be a surprise. No, it wouldn't. Like, But if in those two games he goes, you know what, I'm going to play Datro, Fafano, Maduiki, Mudrik, Chukwamika... Zacharia, like you know, where's he gone? Um, Badiashil, Lewis Hall, I'm going to bring him back in just to give Chilwell a bit of a rest. Like, there's there's players that obviously we don't see behind, but there's players that were doing well that have then just disappeared. The the, the Badiashil one really like baffles me as um, because he was uh, probably the the best. January signing that we made. He had a level of consistency about his game. Um, Him and Silva worked very well together. Yeah. yeah. And then then he was out the team and you're thinking, why? Then he doesn't get selected for the Champions League squad, which is even more baffling. And then his first proper game back is against Brighton. He has a horrible show, but all all of them were crap. And he... He's not played since. Yeah. Trevor Chalabar, he signs a new deal during the World Cup period and everyone's thinking, oh, great, you know, one of our own, you know, he's, he's done well, he did great last season. Hasn't played. And when yeah. he has played, he hasn't played good. He, his confidence is shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Just yeah, everything, it... everything about the club that is just, just rotten to its core. Yeah, and I don't know why. And the worst part about it is, I don't know how it's going to change. And I think as well, like obviously, you know, it's, it's a big squad which everybody seems to be reveling in and reminding us daily. And but if it only takes two players in that squad who have got a bit of an influence that then don't want to be there, and that starts to filter negatively, and a domino effect, it, yeah. 
yeah and when you look at body language obviously Ziyech is you know he didn't get his move to PSG his his face when he got picked a couple of days later was not a player that should be starting a game you've got let's say Kovacic's body language Sterling's body language um I'll, we'll talk about him in a minute yeah like yeah and I think we'll just just those three from the outside looking in um if if that if their attitude is how it looks on the pitch and that starts to filter through the rest of the squad um yeah yeah it's, and and then you get others that were committed that start to question things and yeah i whereas you know obviously arsenal Arteta went and got rid of all the ones that were troublemakers, didn't he? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but well, one yeah. player you did mention that I do want to sort of discuss, and then hopefully we'll try and come up with some positive or a little bit of hope. You mentioned Sterling. Now, this is a guy who I've been quite vocal on 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 this show and through my columns that I do for Chelsea Fan TV when I'm talking talk about Sterling. I didn't want him at the club. There was a reason why Pep wanted him gone. There's a reason why Man City were happy to let him go. Why we got him even... To be honest, we didn't really need him at the time yeah. where we was linked with him and when we bought him. We didn't really need him. And he's come to the club. Now, I get the fact he's had three managers or four coaches in the space of 12 months, so I get that. But he's not a young kid anymore. He's not the Raheem Sterling from Liverpool that needed guidance and nurturing. He's the one that should be giving the guidance, the nurturing to our younger players. He's the one with the experience factor. He's come in and he could say it in an interview, hopefully with us. But his body language, he's just here for the payday. Yeah. He's just here for the payday. He's not concerned with making Chelsea a force. Now, I don't know whether or not it's the same issue because he was allegedly um, racially abused against Man- um, while he was at Manchester City. That was obviously all investigated and whatnot, but... Whether that is still hanging over his head, I don't know. But there's a lot of Chelsea fans that are thinking this guy is not good enough. And to, to be frank, he hasn't proven to be good enough. But on three hundred and twenty-five grand a week, and Chelsea fans are concerned. Well, why are you know financial fair play looking at us? Look at that for a bloody start. Yeah, Aubameyang over three hundred thousand pounds a week. Arsenal got rid of him. Barca got rid of him. Just that's the concerning thing is even if we want these players gone in the summer, who's going to take them and and who's going to go? Yeah, you know what? We'll we'll take on those wages. Lukaku, ninety-seven million pounds, and we're still yeah. spending just under two hundred grand. Sorry, two hundred thousand pounds a week on him for his yeah. wages. I mean that he, that. I mean, if he comes back and. If his head's in the game and he sees Mudrick to the left and Maduki to the right and he's thinking, oh, crosses, finally. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But just 
yeah, the whole recruitment side, the whole the whole way the club has been run from top to bottom because of Todd and his great Ted Lasso ideas is just not it's just not worked. None of no. it has worked. And you look at the table, Bournemouth, who three weeks ago were dead and buried, people were writing off. I wrote them off from August before a ball was kicked, thinking they ain't gonna stay up. They're level on points with us. Yeah. 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 I don't th- I don't think Todd realizes what he's got himself into here. I don't believe Todd and his people behind him realize the ramifications this could have. Not I'm not saying Chelsea are going to get relegated. I'm saying in terms of the financial implications. Cuz he's not going to be bothered if Chelsea sell Gallagher or Mount or Colwell, the young lad from Brighton who I like. I think yeah. him and Batishil was a center half pairing. That's it for the next 10 years. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't seem bothered. He's just like, yeah, okay. What? Will be? I mean, he did, he did an interview over in the states the other day. He had gave no indication. He, he didn't confess that things have been tough. Yeah, we made mistakes, but we're going to rectify them. He just said, yeah, this is our long term project. We have a long term project in place, and it's going to be implemented. What is the project? Yeah, yeah. And it, there was no talk of the football inside of it. No. It was all about the business aspect of it. Is is th- this project that he's talking about? You know, you want to hear him say, like, obviously they've said a while ago, we want to sign the best young players in the world. Like, you can't just hoard them all. Like, obviously we're signing all these sort of young players. Um, there's the Ecuadorian one, that Paez that's that's coming. Um Obviously, Andre Santos has come in, and ones like this, Cassaday. Like, we, are we just going to hoard them? Like, you know what? What's the plan with them? Because you brought Andre Santos in, but then you're going to go and you're going to go and sign centre midfielders in the summer, and yeah, it's just what is the long term plan? Well, hopefully, Santos's permit will, or work permit should yeah. be okay by. The summer. I mean, he's from what I've seen of him, he's going to be a fabulous player. Yeah. Is he going to be a fabulous player for a team competing for trophies? Because at the moment, we're no, we're nowhere near. Absolutely nowhere near. And is if Poch is the guy to come in, I've heard rumours that he's having second thoughts a little bit because of the situation with Todd. There's also rumours that some of people behind Todd. Don't want Poch. And even that, just, if you're going to bring him in, get it signed. Get it signed. Get him him to the training ground. Let him not get involved in training. Let him watch from afar with a little, with a notepad, whatever, folder, and just make notes. Let him go to the matches. Let him, Jesus, fuck me. Just let him stand with bloody Todd. In in the in the director's box, let him watch and yeah. take notes and see what he can put up with 
come pre-season and go, right, Aubameyang, you know what? Barca want you? Yeah, piss off. Sterling, yeah, you know what? You ain't going to play for me. You're, you're there. Kepa, yeah, you can go back to Spain. You can have Paella, yeah. you can have Paella every weekend. Just do something. Because at the moment, I've heard, you know, I've, I've mentioned it to you as well, the amount of away tickets that I have been offered since the Brighton game has been has been ridiculous. Even today, five minutes before we was recording, Mark, somebody said to me, do I want free tickets for Man City away? He's the eighth person within 24 hours who has said to me, do you want Man City away tickets? Now, I, I can't go anyway because I'm busy. But even yeah. if I weren't busy, I, w- I, w- I would go. Not just because I just want to see Chelsea lose, but I'm happy to see Chelsea play away. Yeah. It's, it's my club. I am not, a, you know, for me, the result's not the important factor. I would be more than happy to go. But fans are starting to go away. Fans are yeah. starting to not be bothered anymore. And I don't suspect when the, the game against Newcastle, last uh, home game of the season, not many people are going to be there for the lap of honour. I oh, know, because we're, we're going to the, the Newcastle game and and I said, oh, I said, they'd, they'd do a lap of honour at the end. And even my wife was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> what, like, who's going to clap them? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. It's, and it's even become- if they do a Player of the Year awards, which... Yeah. Oh. I, I think the only players that can come out with some credit, the, the one that, you know, never... Never lets us down. Thiago Silva, um, Ben Chilwell. Um, like I said you've only seen glimpses of him, but Maduiki. Maduiki, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say. Fafana's. I think there's a good player there. Um, yeah, I agree with Fafana. Yeah, but other than that, I, there's no one. <laughs> Maybe Brozier's couple of minutes that he had at the start of the season. <laughs> well, we've missed him. We have missed him hugely. And I'm concerned that this injury is going to put him back a long, long time. I don't think we'll probably even see the best of him because yeah. of this injury. It depends on how he how he comes back and what he does. But, yeah, people like Mount, even off the pitch matters. And we, we, we don't need to talk about that this week. But Mount has had a poor season by his standards. Reese James, yeah. when he's played, has not been the Reese James of old. I get injuries and whatnot. <sighs> Silver, we're relying on a guy who's nearly 40. Yeah. He's our best centre-back. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's been great servant for Chelsea and I would love him to be part of the backroom staff if he does eventually hang up his boots or eventually be part of the club. That is not a good sign when somebody, and I'm not being ageist, but to have someone near in their 40s being our best defender, there's something wrong there. Well, actually, like the other there night, the other wrong game, there. I felt sorry for Thiago Silva. Like the other night against it, Arsenal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can see it. You can see it hurts him. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever seen Thiago Silva. Maybe the first time, I think, when we played West Brom um, last season, 
or it might have been the season before, like, and he was just getting used to English football. I think that's the only time I've ever seen him. Oh, I think it was his debut, yeah. It might, yeah. yeah I and think I think it was his debut was we're talking about, yeah. Below a seven. Hmm. Um, but it's just, I think that the, the, the glaring thing that stands out is the lack of leadership. So we were discussing, obviously, the plight of Chelsea Football Club and the shit show that it's become under Todd and his band of Merry Misfits. Mark, in terms of, obviously, what we've discussed before, what do you hope for for you know, between now and the end of the season? I mean, we've discussed this potential, you know, potential banana skins that Chelsea keep sl- slipping on. Um, can you see any little comfort? I mean, I know we talked about Thiago Silva having a little bit of a good reputation behind him in you know in terms of you know not getting overly criticised. But can you see any light at the end of this long, long dark tunnel? I think, look, when you look at the cameos that that Budrick, Maduiki, Badiashil that they've made, um, I think there's good players there that you can build a team around in the future. Um, but there's a lot that, yeah, that you can't. And I think until they're all gone, it. There's some, there's some where you've got players that maybe haven't caused any aggro, but if you want to be competing for titles again, there's players there that simply aren't good enough. Um, you know, like obviously we talked about Chalaba, like I, you know, he's obviously come through Cobham and like everybody's sort of got a soft spot for him, but realistically, that's not that's not a defender that's going to see you challenging Man City in the next two, three years. Um, so I think that just the, the calibre of players that needs to come in needs to be a lot better than what we've currently got. Um, and I think, yeah, just we need some leaders to come in, some experienced players that are proper leaders. You know, when you look at the spine that the likes of Mourinho had and Ancelotti and when you add... Terry, Lampard, Fabregas, Drogba, Costa. There's a spine and then you can change what works around it. Those moving parts, obviously, you had like Petr Cech. Um, there's always been like quite a solid... Chelsea were always a good, solid counter-attacking team. Um, and, yeah, you need, you need a, a solid leader in the middle of that pitch. Um, and I can't think... Uh, the ones we're being linked with, I don't think... You know, no disrespect to ones like Declan Rice, like, it'd be a nice player to have in, but I don't think that's even the answer. Um, I think, yeah, we need to be... We need to be looking for a couple of players that just rag a team through games. Um, and... But they're not the sort of players we're being linked with. No, and I don't suppose they're going to look at our league position at the end of May and think, yeah, this is the club I want to go to. Yeah. Especially with certain stories that could potentially come out in the near future in terms of how the owners are running the club and how the players, or certain individuals, are running the team. But 
we hope that we will see Chelsea eventually win a game between now and the end of the season. I know that there was um, a, a funny meme that was going on social media about might as well give Madueke the goal of the month competition now, yeah. um, which I thought was kind of a little, <laughs> little bit harsh. Um, <laughs> but we're, we, we will be here throughout between now and the end of the season discussing and dissecting what's going to happen between Chelsea Football Club and Super Frank. And we are still going to call him Super Frank on this show. Don't you worry about that. But in terms of what's happening for this season, we are going to be here between now and the end of the season, still reviewing and previewing matches. So we will be back next week to hope to talking about the Bournemouth game. And we'll also probably hopefully talk about hopefully something more happy and something that we can actually smile about. But in terms of, Obviously, with us, you can find us on Instagram at the Blue Day Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Blue Day Pod. I've nearly got them mixed up. You can also find Mark Smith on Instagram as well. And you can find him on Facebook. Uh, just type in Mark Smith Amputee, or you can just type in Mark Smith. I'm sure there's not many Mark Smiths around that look as nice as Mark does at the moment. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll be fine to find him. He's not hard to find. You can find us on YouTube as well. Find, subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Blue Day Podcast, where you will find old clips, goals, when we used to score goals, good players that we used to have, and also interviews with former Chelsea players as well. There is on the Blue Day Podcast on our YouTube channel. All that is for me left to say is I hope everybody is well. Thank you very much for listening in. Stay safe, folks, and carefree. Podcast Network.